the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the Gospel, we just heard Jesus say, For this cause I am coming into the world. Today we celebrate the feast of Jesus Christ the King. Something of a redundancy. We, we use the words Jesus and Christ sometimes so interchangeably, we think Christ is part of his name. It's not. It is his designation. Jesus the Christ. What does Christ mean? Where does that word come from? It means the anointed one. It comes from the same word as chrism, the oil that's used for anointing. Today I want to talk about a word. The word I want to talk about today is consecration. What does consecration mean? Consecration means to set aside something or someone for a holy purpose. It is obvious from the prophets and the readings today that Jesus was consecrated. Jesus, from before he was born, was set aside for a holy purpose. I want to tell you two stories about consecration. And they both happened yesterday, or at least one happened yesterday, I heard of the other one yesterday. Yesterday morning, uh, our sister parish, St. Demetrius, was consecrated. Orthros began at 8 in the morning. We finished up hierarchical divine liturgy at about 1. So for five hours, we prayed nonstop to set apart that church building, to set apart that altar for a holy purpose. I talked about how the word Christ and, and chrism are from the same word. You know, during that ceremony, it's, it's the most elaborate and complicated service I've ever been in in the Orthodox Church. I've been fortunate to participate twice in the consecration of a church. But during that five hours, that church was set apart and it symbolically went through itself baptism and chrismation. And when I say chrismation, I mean serious chrismation. Most parishes get a little bottle of chrism from the bishop every year. And when, when the priest chrismates a person, dabs his thumb on there very carefully, uses just a little bit to make, make the cross, right? But when we consecrate an altar, the bishop takes the bottle of chrism and pours it out onto the altar. And he doesn't use his thumb, he takes his whole hand and covers and anoints that whole altar. And then the excess is wiped up. Many of you know we have a cloth called the Antimentian. The excess is, is wiped up with Antimentia, those cloths. And in so doing, those cloths are then consecrated because now they have 
the chrism from wiping it up from that altar. So for five hours yesterday, we participated in the setting apart of that place for a holy purpose. Afterwards, we had lunch, and my friend Deacon Paul, who is the Chancellor of the Metropolis of Denver, he and I were talking and he told me a second story of consecration, of setting aside for a holy purpose. He told me about a man named Anthony. Anthony did something very bad. Anthony sent a bomb to a federal judge. Now, thank God, no one was hurt. Anthony was not a very talented bomb maker. But Anthony, when our story begins, is in Supermax, the toughest prison in the United States. It's up in Colorado. It's conveniently by our monastery. If you don't know the county in which our monastery of, of Lady Minster is located, there's about 60,000 people in that county. 20,000 are prisoners. Because the state prisons are there, the federal prisons are there. So about 20, 000, a third of the people who live in that county are in prison. And the toughest prison in the United States is there. It's in, outside Florence. It's called Supermax. Now, Anthony, of course, did a very bad thing. It was sent to a very bad prison. He had most all of his freedoms taken away. From what I understand, prisoners at Supermax are in their cells alone for 23 hours a day. Meals are shoved to them through a slot. But Anthony did not take this time to ruminate on his anger. He did not take time to wallow in self-pity. Anthony, having all the other distractions of life removed from him and having nothing but time to think, found Christ, found Jesus, and decided to consecrate his life to him. Deacon Paul was telling me that in Metropolitan Isaiah's office is an icon written by Anthony. It's one of the first he did. He may not have been a very talented bomb maker, but he is a talented iconographer. And one of the first icons he did, at the time, he was not allowed to paint. Because they were afraid he might take the chemicals and mix them and make something explosive out of them. So this icon is written... The pigments were crushed up colored pencils that he took, and he mixed them with toothpaste. And he wasn't allowed any brushes, he used his own hair to write this icon. And it's now in the office of the Metropolitan of Denver. Later, Metropolitan Isaiah actually went to visit him at Supermax and tonsured him as a monk of the Orthodox Church. 
And a couple of years later, after, with good behavior, he's now allowed paints and everything else, and a priest went to visit him, and he came back to Denver with a present for the Metropolitan. It was a, a picture that Anthony had painted of Metropolitan Isaiah. Deacon Paul says it's almost like a photograph, but he did it completely from memory. And behind him in the background is a window with prison bars and a dove, signifying that you came to visit me in prison in the Gospel of Matthew. Consecration. This man, Anthony, has taken a very, very bad situation in life, taken a life full of mistakes, taken a life leading to one of the most severe punishments we can give a person, short of death, and turned that around and consecrated his life, his time, his talents, to God. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, if a man with so few choices in life can do that, what should we be doing? We who are out in the world and have all the choices in the world. You know, I don't know how many of you know this, but I personally, I personally was consecrated as an evangelist. Did you know this? I personally was consecrated as an evangelist. Now you might be thinking, when did that happen? I don't remember this. And I will tell you, it was not on August 10th, 2018, when the Metropolitan was here. No, do you know when it was? May 22nd, 1966. And the words that were used were, I baptize thee in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. I personally was anointed, or was, was consecrated as an evangelist, and so were each and every one of you. In our baptism and our chrismation, we are consecrated. The same oil that was used to consecrate that altar yesterday, smeared all over it, the same oil that is used to anoint kings was used in our chrismation. Each and every one of us is consecrated. We don't think about that. We think about religious people being consecrated as monastics. We think about consecrating kings. We talk about ordaining bishops or priests and deacons, but we talk about consecrating bishops. Talk about consecrating buildings. But each and every one of us in our baptism and chrismation is consecrated. And we are consecrated, we are have our lives set apart for a holy purpose. Now it's interesting, that church yesterday, if you took a picture before it was consecrated, and you took a picture afterwards, it would be very hard to tell the difference. Because there weren't very many physical markings that it had been consecrated. If you knew the details, there were a couple things you might pick up. The altar had a new cover, for example. 
but so it is with each and every one of us. Physically, we may not feel any different, but we are consecrated. You know, there's, there's this, this, this notion I hear out there that, oh, we need to make America a Christian nation. Well, a nation is a creation of man, not of God. And we can no longer make, a, we can no more make America a Christian nation than I can make my pickup a Christian truck, no matter how many Jesus is my co-pilot stickers I stick on it. That's not our purpose, to make America a Christian nation. What our purpose is, is the Great Commission, and that is to make America a nation of Christians. And there's a big difference. And in making America a nation of Christians, it does not start with a portable amp and a microphone on a corner downtown. Where does it start? It starts here. starts here. It starts with each and every one of us. It starts in our own hearts. Because if we do not make ourselves the best Christians that we can be, or at least strive to be the best Christians that we can be, then how do we expect others to do so? St. Seraphim of Seraph says, acquire a peaceful spirit and a thousand around you will be saved. Not go out and have a big crusade. Not go out and knock on doors. Acquire a peaceful spirit, and a thousand around you will be saved. So today we honor Christ the King, Jesus the Anointed One, anointed as king. And we are called to be Christ-like. We are called to honor our consecration. So how will we do that? Will we follow the example of Anthony, who, with what time and talent he has, has consecrated that to God? Not all of us are called to be monastics. But we are called to honor our consecration, to honor our baptism, our chrismation, our setting apart, so that we may praise and glorify him to whom is due all glory, honor, and worship to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, always now and